0: Good morning, good morning, this is Binyam on the Ben Checking In Podcast. Today is Tuesday, August the 31st. We have come to the end of the month. And September rolls in. Thanks for joining in on today's episode of the Ben Checking In Podcast. We are on episode 43. Episode 43? Of accomplishment as we approach uh, episode 50. It's just a few ways. That's pretty exciting, right? Hello to all my friends on the Instagram, TikTok live stream, and the YouTube live stream as well. And of course, hello to you guys coming in and listening on the recording, uh, whether it's on Spotify or some other uh, platform you're listening on. The Bin Check In Podcast exists for three reasons. Hello from uh, Sydney. How are you? Um, three reasons are awareness, second, um, kindness, thirdly, happiness. Um, we focus on these three things is we ask self-reflective questions, and that is for the purpose of saying, how can we, how can we experience going forward in this, um, in this life in an intentional way, in an intentional way whereby we're able to grow in awareness of ourselves, learn to be kind to ourselves, And finally, pursue our happiness as we process all those in-between emotions in the midst of growing together. And so that's what I'm all about on this podcast, the Bin Checking In Podcast. Again, this is episode number 43. My name is Binyam, and I am glad to share the next few moments with you. Today, we're answering the question, what's your favorite childhood memory? And why does that one stick out to you the most? What's your favorite childhood memory and why that one? And so that's what I'm going to be focusing on in today's episode of the Ben Checking Podcast. If you haven't already done so, I would love to direct you to my website, binyamastress.com. There you're going to find a membership tier where I'm building a community that is engaged in helping us grow together to become a better version of ourselves. But in the meantime, sit back, enjoy, and engage with me on today's episode. Again, the question we're asking today is, what's your favorite childhood memory, and why does that one stick out the most? Testing. I'm all all of a sudden not hearing myself in my monitor here. Let me just make sure that everything's lined up this way. Are you guys hearing me okay over on your end? Testing, testing, good. The fun part about the podcasting is always the technology, just making sure everything's lined up and playing well with each other. But let's dive right on into today's question. Before I answer the question with my own response, I usually like to look at the question in a more... Uh, analysis sort of way, of wondering why is this a good question? So this question here, what's your favorite childhood memory and why does that one stick out the most? It's one of the questions, the self-reflective questions about our past. And as I reflect on just seeing it um, on face value here, favorite childhood memory. This takes us against that zone of our past where there's happy thoughts, there's happiness along the way. Yes, I'm still an Uber driver for those who are asking in, lo- in the chat um, stream here. And so uh, in those happy zones, um, there is purpose in why we want to go back in our memory to relive certain events. Some of the questions we reflect on, some of the questions we look at, take us into that zone in our past that isn't so happy. And we do that because we want to grow an awareness of how we are evolving as individuals. What are the things we're learning from our experiences in the past that define where we're going to go in the future? I think we're learning as we go through those experiences. Experiences are some of the best teachers for us, I feel. Uh, the more that we're open to experiencing as we go through life, the more we're able to make decisions that are helpful for us. Decisions that actually make sense. Decisions that enable us to get to that spot of, of saying, um, Hey, this is how I'm growing and evolving as an, as, as a human being, uh, with reference to where I've been. This question, however, takes us into the happy zone. And as we do so, it's still for the same purpose. I think there's still far, um, there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of benefit that we can reflect on when we think of those happy times. Um, and so this one here, as we reflect on our favorite childhood memories, hmm, what does that look like? Hey Ben, what kind of books, shows are you reading to be such a great philanthropist? <laughs> Any recommendations? That's a really kind question. Thank you for asking. One of my favorite books currently that I'm reading right now is this one here called... Rising Strong by Brene Brown. In fact, I'm actually in the midst of reading this book on my ASMR channel. uh, That's called the Benazmer. Benazmer Narrations is is what I call that one. I'm reading this book right now. Fantastic read. Brene Brown is a great um, author. She's got some fantastic insights. And so I commend her um, books to you. Uh, she's really helped me process a lot by way of what confidence looks like, what stepping into my own power looks like, what enabling me to have my own voice and communicate from that um premise looks like and how to engage from, from a place where I'm affirming myself. So I'd um, encourage you to check out Brene Brown, another one of my favorite authors currently. Her name is Esther Perel. Esther Perel uh, and a couple of her books include Mating in Captivity um, and The State of Affairs. State of Affairs was mind-blowing and it reflects a, a bit of my story and my struggle as well. And so that's why I really appreciate that book and the insights. She's She's appropriately celebrated for the ways that she's helping people process in their relationships. So that's a couple of books I'd throw out your way for considering, uh, and reading. Currently, I'm reading a couple of other books right now on membership. And what else do I have on my, I have to check on it in my Audible account. Um, I just can't quite remember where I've been there. And I've been listening to plenty of podcasts as well, but that, those are a couple that I would highly recommend. Um, So thank you for that question. That's a a great question. So back to what I was saying is, as we reflect on our past, there are things that we're taking from our past into our present that dictate our future, whether it's the unhappy, challenging memories, or whether it is the fantastic, um, glorious memories that we are reflecting on. I think both end are really helpful for us, and so... um, as we think about the favorite childhood memories the the the, the ones that impacted us the most um, by way of happiness when we were young uh, i'm thinking of why those were meaningful because even at at that time in our childhood we were evolving it wasn't like we were waiting to become fully human we were already fully human by experiencing what it is that that helps to find our our taste of what we find value in. And that's really important. And so um, I have my daughter trying to communicate with me. I'll have to talk, get to you later, my dear. Um, so yes, that is what I, um, I'm i reflecting on in this question here. Uh, I like the, the the second part of that question. Why does this one memory stick out the most? This is a challenging part when you have to like choose the best out of all those happy childhood memories. Why is that one the happiest of all and so that's also part of the challenge in defining and saying here's why this is really important for me and so um this is where um as we reflect on it we're saying okay Am I still the same person? Because even as we reflect into the past on that once upon a time uh scenario, that instance that brought us tremendous happiness that became one of our favorite childhood memories, reflecting and saying, it still imp- impacts us because of that memory. Are we still in that same mold? Or have we changed or evolved as individuals? How we changed or evolved as people? That is an interesting um, uh, reflection there too. Um And finally... Uh, as we're reflecting on this question here, I'm also thinking about the gratitude piece. There's a gratitude piece because, with the gratitude piece, one of the things that comes about with the gratitude piece is the fact that um, we're intentionally not coasting through those memories. We're not, we're not intentionally coasting through them and saying, oh, that was a memory I once had, but more so along the lines of, this is actually. Something worthwhile expressing gratitude for. And in expressing gratitude, we're intentionally taking that moment that we once had and saying we're still savoring it. A few um, days back, I answered the question, What do we take for granted? Well, here's one of those things we don't want to take for granted. And so I think I know now what uh, my daughter was trying to communicate. I think she and um, her auntie. <laughs> tuning in to this episode and listening in so that's why she has the earbud in and she's like coming in and saying motioning on her little earbud (laughs) i understand what's going on now they're they're tuning in as well well glad to have you guys on there as well So let's also remember with gratitude those memories because they happen for a reason. And even in them happening, let's continue to sweeten that memory by way of gratitude saying, I'm so grateful that this happened. Do you know, I think when we express gratitude for those memories, those moments that we come uh, across, there's this element that comes out in making them sweeter even in the memory. When my mom passed away last year, my family and I have had a couple of get-togethers uh, through Zoom chats to be able to reflect on um, her life, her legacy, and the more we remember her, the sweeter those memories become, and I think this is one of those benefits that's going to come from this answering this question, is that we are going to be able to remember how amazing that moment was, and the more we remember it by way of gratitude, saying, I'm so thankful I had that opportunity to experience, the sweeter that moment comes. It becomes something that we savor. It's kind of like taking a wine, and you look at the wine, you're looking, well, I'm not looking at it because I don't don't drink wine, but apparently, you take the wine, you savor it, you look at it, you try and analyze it as best as you can, and then you, you sip it, and you like let it sit in your mouth. You're Elongating that experience right there, and you're making it sweeter by taking in all those elements and angles to be able to help you appreciate this experience. That's what it is when we look at these um, moments that we're remembering in the past, especially the happy ones. Um, and for those of you coming in, we're answering the question, what is your favorite childhood memory? Why does that one stick out the most? I love this last point, and that is the more we remember these memories, the more we are in that point of reflecting on how amazing that still impacts us today. And the more we apply gratitude to, to that memory, the sweeter that memory becomes. And it becomes something worthwhile savoring over. It's like a lasange that you put in your mouth, like a candy. Like, Do you remember, do you remember those hard rock candies called Jolly Ranchers? Those ones were my favorite, although they were so frustrating because I wanted to chew them, but I couldn't because they're hard candy. And yet their taste was so tantalizing. This is what that is like for me when I remember these happy memories of my past. So a few things along the way there. When we go back into our past to reflect on these memories, it means that those were still impacting on us even in this present moment because we're reflecting on that moment back then even now with the sense of what once was. And then I want us to consider if that is still where we're at or have we changed as individuals. And even as we remember these um, moments here, these scenarios, I want us to consider what gratitude looks like for remembering these moments that still continue to impact us going forward to, to, to till today. Um, and so... That's uh, some of the reflections I have when I consider this question. Let me jump in with my own response on why I enjoy this question. Well, my answer is, I enjoy this question because in my childhood, I don't think I had, what soccer team do you uh, support? I don't know because I don't watch soccer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't I enjoy soccer but I don't watch uh, enough to uh have choo- um choose a team. I've never really gotten into watching sports and choosing teams and uh cheering for a certain team. So I'm the worst person to ask for that one there. Not the worst perhaps, but I I'm, I'm not one of those that would be able to give you anything to say, "Oh, okay, I know where you where you stand." So, um my response to this question, my favorite childhood memory is probably when I met my best friend, Ross. When I met my best friend, Ross, that was a significant point in my life. What matches have I watched? I haven't watched any matches. <laughs> my goodness, you're really finding out all about me this morning and in what I have not haven't done or accomplished or not accomplished. So, um, yes, I was about to say my significant moments of happiness that I still remember to this day is when I met my best friend, Ross. That was at a critical point in my life. I had moved to Canada a few years before. This is before the days of the Internet. So moving to a different country, a different continent was a big deal back then because we did not have access to the Internet. There was no Internet at that time. And so that means that the world was far more separate from Uh, like we felt a lot more separate from each other we had to like for me I had to learn a whole new culture moving to Canada and that was a really difficult process a really difficult process in that I was not able to I was unable to acclimatize to um, the fact that what's your worst memory? Um, let me come up on a different um, podcast but I'll, I'll reference my worst memory if I can think of one off the top of my head maybe a little later But I'd been in this country for a few years, and being in this country for a few years and not being able to understand the culture as a young boy, I was fumbling. I was, I felt displaced and lost. I was trying the best I could to understand how to be able to make friends, how to be able to uh, connect with my peers, how to be able to find uh, a place uh, where I felt like I belonged. And I couldn't find that spot. It was a really difficult place for me. And biggest thing I longed for was that I would meet someone who would accept me for me. And so there was there was there really wasn't any interest expressed by anyone to connect with me, to spend time with me, to develop a friendship with me. And so that was a really difficult thing for the first few years while I was in this country. It made me make some decisions that probably weren't helpful. This is where I started acting in ways that that didn't reflect my values, for one. I was, I was getting into fights at school, yes. I was um, doing things that I thought would get me attention, but it was getting me the wrong kind of attention. I was more of a, um, I, I was more of a nuisance, if you will, right? And so that was a really tough thing for me to, to navigate. But when I met my best friend, Ross, everything changed. Everything changed, like, almost instantan- instantaneously. I remember the first moment when I met him, the first moment when I, when I met Ross, me and my brothers and my mom and dad were in this small community park in our small, tiny town that we lived in in B.C., 100-mile house, uh, if you're ever wanting to look it up, and in this tiny town, uh, in this small park called Centennial Park, there was a stream that flowed through the park. Now, me and my siblings, me and my two brothers, we did not know how to swim. But thankfully, the stream was shallow enough that we could splash around in the water. And we liked splashing around, pretending like we could swim, but we we didn't have the ability to swim. And as we were having fun in the water, I saw these kids walk up to the park bench and just sit there and watch us playing. There There were two boys and two girls. And I saw the one boy. Actually, I saw them all. I'm like, they look like really nice kids. I wish I had the confidence and the courage to go and invite them to join us because they look like really decent uh, um, kids. And it looks like they're new because I've never seen them in this, in this small town that I've lived in for a few years. But I was super shy, and I said, no, I can't. Oh, And I just beat myself up for that because uh, I, I desperately wanted to connect with them, but I, I, w- I felt bound by my shyness. And so I was sad when eventually they got up and walked away. And I was like, man, I I hope I get courage one day to ask when I'm interested in someone to connect with them. That very next Sunday, I was at church. And I was upstairs kind of watching people coming in. And then guess who walks in? this mom and her four kids. They were the very four kids that I saw at the park earlier that week. And I was like, this is a sign. I got to make my move right now. And I walked down the stairs. I walked right up to the one boy who seemed like my age. And I said, hey, my name is Ben, because my friends call me Ben at the time. And I said, hi, my name is Ross. And that was the beginning of a fantastic friendship. This is my favorite childhood memory was when I first met Ross and initiated this friendship with him that changed my life It was oh, it was so good. imagine living a few, uh, living a few years where you didn 't have any social connections where people didn 't really want to hang out with you, spend time with you, um, get to know you, invite you to their events, so you feel like a social piranha. you feel like no one wants anything to do with you. And then all of a sudden you make like your dream best friend version. That was what Ross was for me. I was, oh, <laughs> I was just ecstatic that th- this really nice boy was interested in having a friendship with me. Me who no one ever wanted to spend time with. Me who people just kind of gave every excuse in the book th- except to hang out with. Me who, uh, people would avoid like, um, having certain conversations because then they feel obligated to invite me and so on. I was so ecstatic that this one boy was saying, hey, yeah, let's hang out. Let's do some stuff together. And that began such a fantastic friendship. This was life transformative for me when I met Ross. Life transformative because when I met Ross, that zone of lacking in confidence that I'd been living in, for such a long time, for those few years, my first few years here in Canada, that melted, that zone of feeling incompetent socially, that dissipated, that sense of having the feeling that I was just not good enough, it melted away. And as a result of Ross's extension of kindness and friendship to me, and because of the way that friendship grew, I started growing as a person, too, where I didn't feel like I needed to act out or try to be something that other people thought I should be. Um, And that confidence enabled me to start engaging others from a premise of confidence and saying, hey, um, this is me, and I'm quite all right with me. And as I did that, as I extended myself that way, people started responding in a really surprising way to me in the sense where they started accepting me for who i was and they started extending themselves to me and saying hey you're cool let's um let's connect you know and so that was why meeting my best friend ross was really instrumental for me i'm getting a couple of comments here what country have i visited spain um and of course i'm from africa which is a continent and then uh, have i got my tesla not yet i'm still striving for it um but um not yet But you'll definitely hear, I'll uh, celebrate that with you guys when I do finally make that that goal, because that is one of my goals. So yes, meeting Ross, that initial, I I can still remember the church, I can still remember the carpet's color, I can still remember my exhilarated feeling when I saw him walk in the doors and that sense of fear and excitement when I was like, it's now time, it's do or die right now, I need to make this happen, because if I don't do this now... I may miss this opportunity yet again. And I still remember like my heart racing as I walked down the stairs and as I walked up to Ross specifically and extending myself there in a way where I was not guaranteed of the outcome. I had no guarantee of, is this going to go well for me or is this going to be one of those, no, I don't want to be hanging out with you. I had no idea what this is going to look like. And as I put myself out there, as I extended myself to this individual to say, this is me. Would you be one to take me as I am? And he said, absolutely. And let me do the same as well. Here's me. It began began something really amazing. Really amazing for me. And so that was my favorite childhood memory. My favorite childhood memory because it began the beginning of so many good things in my experience in this life. Who I am today, I would say, has been massively impacted by who my mom was to me. But along the way, Was Ross. Yeah, Ross was another heavyweight in my life. And the friendship that we shared was deep. It was meaningful. It was. um, I'm getting a video here. Adam, that's a fantastic, fantastic um, idea. Adam is suggesting I should make a video with Ross, this friend of mine. Wow, that's an amazing idea. Adam, I'm going to see if I can follow up on that. I think that's a great idea. I'm going to first make sure that it's okay with him because that's important to, uh, as you probably know, one of my priorities is consent, especially when I'm featuring other people's story on my, um, platforms. So whenever you see someone's, um, um, me with someone else in the video, you can be rest assured I've made certain that I have permission to be able to, uh, to be able to um, have that okay, that they can be part of my story. K man, how are you, my man? K uh, man, one of my friends came on here saying Vin Tesla. That's really funny. I think I might actually call my Tesla when I get it Vin Tesla. I, I I I love it. My group of friends, my close group of friends here, uh, where I live in Calgary, Alberta, they have started redefining things. So in our gatherings, I'm the one apparently that usually gets us talking about, you know, really interesting things in conversation pieces. And so when I ask really challenging questions um, that gets the conversation going. And when I pose these challenging questions to various of our friends uh, that we're hanging out with, they call those binvasions, <laughs> and they do that in an affectionate way. Uh, a group of um, um, friends of mine who are in businesses of their own, and we're together collaborating call our, our gatherings binlaborations. And so bin Tesla totally matches what I think I'm going to call my Tesla. So thank you for that idea. I'm definitely going to run with that, K-Man. So my favorite childhood memory is when I met my best friend, Ross, and the massive impact that he had on me because of our friendship and because of what he shared with me in the midst of that friendship of camaraderie, of equality, of love, of care. It was just so good. It was I'm still talking about it to this day. It really impacted me. And so I'm reflecting on those memories, especially the one when I first met him with gratitude. I am super grateful that I met Ross and that he became a part of my life. I'm not saying his last name just because I do also want to keep his anonymity unless I have his permission. And I love the idea that Adam had in saying I should totally um, make a video with Ross and share that with you guys so you can see someone who impacted me i wish i'd had a chance to do that with my mom just come to think of it but she's passed away now and so we don't have that opportunity and all you have is to hear about her through the stories that i share and i happily share those stories so i'm, th- I'm really grateful for that childhood memory that initiated so many more we had some good times. Ross and his family totally took me in. They took me and my brothers in. I was kind of bothered about that because I was very jealous at the time, and I didn't want my brothers to be sharing my friendship with Ross because this is my friendship, and so I had some maturing to do, of course. But he and uh, his family were were fantastic, and uh, his siblings as well. Man, I just really enjoyed doing life with them. We enjoyed our uh, our hangouts, our vacations together, walking to school together every morning, Um Doing sports, man, we we did so much together. And all those memories were rich. It was really funny. Um, Ross had moved to this small town um, after I did. I'd been there a few years before he had. And when he moved there, he's one of those that enjoys exploring and traveling around. And So he started started doing what he does and exploring a place. And he would invite me along and he would basically introduce me to my own town that I lived in that I had not taken the time to go and explore. And so that was was kind of ironic and um, fantastic as well. So he'd show me all the the trails that he discovered and I'll be be like, I never knew this was here before. And we just do stuff together. It was really, really good. So I'm super grateful for Ross. That's my favorite childhood memory. And it sticks out to me the most because, again, it shifted the trajectory from one where I was feeling like I was a social piranha, where no one wanted anything to do with me, to bringing me into my power and my confidence that I had something to share with the world and that I was able to walk into the world from a premise of um, confidence and courageousness to say, this is me and I'm quite okay with me. And as I did so, The world responded by way of love, saying, we like you just as you are. So that confidence piece is really important. So that's the one memory that sticks out for me so viscerally, was meeting Ross. And in the aftermath of meeting this dear friend, so many beautiful things evolved in the aftermath. And so I'm thankful. I'm grateful for Ross. So what are your favorite childhood memories, What are those things that you remember with a sense of warm fuzzies inside? Um, Was it someone that you knew? Was it an experience you got to have? Was it a place you got to travel to? And why did that one there stick out the most? Why does it still impact you this day? What was the significance for why are you still remembering it now when it happened in the past? And that, does it change who you are as you go into the future? Does it continue to inform who you are or have you shifted and changed since that time? I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. So feel free to share those with me in the uh, in the um, chat. This has been episode 43 of the Been Checking In podcast. And I have been talking about what's your favorite childhood memory is and why that one sticks out the most to you I would love to hear yours on this podcast I love asking these questions that make me reflect on me because there's three things I'm aiming for in my life I want to grow more aware of myself I want to know what Binyam is like what matters to Binyam and why does that matter to Binyam I want to get to know myself so I know what kind of decisions to make as I'm going forward in my future Number two, I want to learn to be kind to myself as I'm learning about myself. There's some things that are amazing about me that I love exploring and saying, I love this part about me. But then there's other parts that I'm like, mmm, I don't like this expression of me and I want to see myself growing in this area. But how can I be, how can I be kind even as I process those challenges that I'm working through for me personally? And then finally, how can I maximize my happiness in the midst of growing more aware and learning to be kind to myself. How can I maximize my happiness by processing a lot of these other emotions that may be uncomfortable and yet necessary for me to go through? Those three things are what continue to keep me ticking and why I want to share my experiences with you and encourage you to do the same. So, I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the Ben Checking Them podcast. I'll be back again tomorrow answering another one. But in the meantime, I hope you guys Have a great one. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye for now.